hell are you supposed to be? I'm comic book movie guy. I'd like to thank last week's guest, Zane Tomich, for stopping by. We had a good talk, me and Zane. We talked about many things. Uh, the Batman. We talked about um, all kinds of what we want to see in the future versus what we might see in the future. <clears throat> what excites Zane? What excites me? Uh, just an all-around good conversation there. And anytime you have Shadow of the Glasses host Zane Tomich on the show, he's going to provide philosophy. You're going to hear some sort of philosophical quote, haiku, something of the sort. He's going to get down to it and he's He's going he's gonna to bring it to the show in a way that we can spark a conversation and keep things rolling. So Zane, I appreciate you, man. And I know you're listening to this for sure, um, along with a few other followers. we got some followers going on our Instagram. Um, I'd like to formally announce uh, that uh, Zane is going to be helping me uh, take over sort of that side of things, the social media side. So what can you expect? What can you, the listener, expect? Well, I can promise you this. There's going to be a lot more content, uh, a lot more of the time. You know, I struggle with sort of the social media side of things. And Zane's had a poetry page now for uh, many years. And he's done quite well. He's been very successful with it. So, uh, you know, to have a guy like that on your side helping you out with the things that he's knowledgeable about, it helps a lot. So look for more comic book movie guy content on my Instagram, and that's at comic book movie guy. Um, and that has my link tree, which who knew link tree was a thing. You can set up all kinds of things. So I've set up my TikTok account under comic book movie guy. Now I have Instagram obviously. And then I have all of my podcast links. I, I know that I'm on Amazon for sure. Um, I'm on Apple music. I'm on Spotify and, uh, Obviously, my Podbean as well. You can listen to that all through that link tree. And then I put my blog link on there as well. Um, so, yeah, just some local content about superheroes and nerding out. Um, if you like this kind of stuff, man, I appreciate the support. And if you ever want to come on the show, if you ever want to talk to me about anything sort of comic book related or uh, movie related, like an experience that sort of will never go away for you when it comes to film or when it comes to comics or just anything of that sort of niche area. I want to hear about it. I want to hear about your stories. And if you have some, you know, if we're ever hanging out in a group and, you know, you want to be the guy who's going to come up to me and be like, hey, man, I, I'd love to do a, an episode with you. I, I welcome that to the greatest extent. And I want to talk to everyone about any movie interests. So if that's you, I just, you know, come on in. Let's talk. But for today, I wanted to talk about the Batman. Now, I talked about the Batman here and there last week. And I just, uh, yeah, it's, it's almost time, guys. Like, today's Thursday, February 17th. So I'm working on this blog, po blog post right now called... Uh, the Batman, a love letter to myself. So I've dated it today. And what I'm doing is 
I'm writing myself a letter with my expectations of the film and sort of this checklist of things that I'd love to see. And I just want to see how much of it comes true. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today is sort of that, uh, what my expectations are for this film and like what we're going to see, uh, what my predictions are for the future and everything. Because as everyone knows, who knows me, I'm an advocate, I'm an advocate for this film and for Matt Reeves and for Robert Pattinson and for Zoe Kravitz, like all of these people that are in this movie and have been involved in this movie I'm a huge fan and I already know that I'm gonna love this movie. It's just more about what do I think I'm gonna see versus what's the movie gonna actually sort of unfold like in front of me next Thursday or in two weeks. I'm going to see it on the uh, March 3rd, by the way. And that to me is, uh, that's next level. This is going to be a crazy experience. I'm going with two of my best friends and you know, it's a, it's a smaller theater in the sense they've like Cineplex in where I live. I live in Edmonton and in Edmonton, uh, Alberta. And, um, the Cineplex that we have here on the South side, they've renovated some of their theaters to do screen X it's called. So basically there's projectors that go all the way down either side of the movie theater and um, they display sort of the background of certain scenes. Like they're not on all the time. Like when I went and saw Spider-Man No Way Home, I, uh, I saw it with my girlfriend and when we went there, we were really concerned about the Screen X when we got there because we were like, this is gonna be way too much because it was like on the whole time and it was like, oh my God, right? But what happens is it comes on sporadically for moments during the film that sort of welcome that sort of background scene. And it makes for this really, really cool experience. Like I would recommend that to anyone. Uh, Screen X is really cool. And what I was saying about the feeder is they took out all of the seats in a couple of the feeders And they've just sort of made them smaller. They've made them more tailored to this sort of VIP experience, right? They're trying to compete with Landmark Cinemas down the road now. And Landmark, obviously, they do their recliner seats um, with the cup holder and all of that good stuff. So here we are now on the south side of Edmonton. And we get this experience in Screen X. And the way they've designed the seats in the theater, it's like a lounge couch it's like a love seat almost. And you have a recliner button on like underneath your cup holder. And you just sort of hit that if you want to put your legs out. And the best part about it is when your legs are fully extended, people can still walk past you. Like you literally don't have to move from your comfortable place when people are like moving back and forth throughout a movie. Cause you know what that's like. And I just thought it was really smart the way they set it up in a way that it feels like when you're in the seat, there's nobody behind you because they're way elevated. Thank you to the Greeks for that lovely design way back in the day. And then there's nobody below you. You can see like maybe the tops of their heads. And I just think that that was such a smart design and it makes for a great experience. So it's it literally feels like it's you 
and the person or the people that you're with in that theater and that's it. And I love that experience and it's going to be loud and it's going to be awesome. And we got, you know, Matt Reeves, Michael Giannato or whatever the hell his name is. That guy, he's releasing his Catwoman score today. So that completes the three, the three scores that we've gotten from him so far. We've got the, uh, we've got the, the Batman theme, which was gorgeous. It was beautiful. I've listened to that so many times and the louder it is, the better it is. Um, I just wanted to focus on that theme for a second, that Batman theme, because it gives me so much um, uh, animated series vibes. It's like it's about to go there and then it doesn't. It like takes its own sort of turn uh, during the song. So I, I thought it was great. Um, and then obviously, uh, so it, it, his name is Michael Giacchino. I have it here on my Apple Music. And he released um, just, it's called The Batman, the single. Um, and then he released the Riddler, uh, the single, which that was creepy. It sounds almost as if it's going to be like, um, he reminds me of like Jigsaw in a way with his voice and stuff. But I think the, the design behind the Riddler is going to be quite mysterious. I think Paul Dano's character is going to be a bit of a, a mystery guy that we see parts of and we kind of get creeped out by his personal life and stuff. Um, but he's going to be kind of in the shadows for most of the movie. And man, I just, I wanted to say too, there was a picture released today of um, that scene where Pattinson is um, interrogating Paul Dano. And, uh, you know, he punches the glass and he, he yells, what have you done? Right? That's in the trailer. But it looks like it's almost gone a step further um, in the picture. And the way the ferocity of... Uh, Robert Pattinson in that picture, he literally looks like the like a nightmare Batman almost. Like he's like about to like bite Riddler's head off almost. It's wild. And the way they've filmed it, they make him look huge. Like I think Pattinson's like 6'1 or 6'2, but the way he's filmed, he looks like the 6'3 Batman that we know, which is awesome. So they did a really good job there. I also wanted to talk today about um, Colin Farrell because he's been a standout in every single trailer for me and everybody is like hyped on his makeup team right his uh, his makeup team that sort of do his fat suit because it's a fat suit and it's also prosthetics in the in the face obviously and it doesn't look like him at all but I wanted to talk to, like today on the podcast about how strong Colin Farrell's performance has been in each trailer like he's, I just, I love a good like chase scene. And in that chase scene where, you know, like uh, Batman is following him closely and he's just like penguins ahead of him and he's yelling all these things and, you know, like he's, come on, you know, and like he's moving out of the way and like swerving through traffic and stuff. It's, uh, yeah, man. And, and, and he's going to be a stylish guy, I think. He's going to have all these different suits and different looks because he just doesn't quite accept the way he looks and he goes by Oz instead of you know Oswald Cobblepot or the Penguin and I think that you know the Penguin is going to be sort of his mob name and he doesn't like it that much so it, that's going to be a very interesting dynamic I'm 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 calling it right now Colin Farrell is going to be the underdog of this movie like you're going to have so many great characters in this movie that you're going to sort of forget 
that Colin Farrell was phenomenal because even he admitted he doesn't have that much screen time and which that makes me really excited actually because we've gotten a lot of him in the trailers, right? So that's a good sign when you hear an actor say, um, you know, I don't have much screen time, maybe eight or 10 minutes in this movie. And then, you know, you could probably compile almost a minute of that footage in just the three trailers that we've gotten, right? So that's that's a good sign because that means they haven't spoiled a lot of the movie. Um, I know that the last tra trailer that was released, there was a few critics um, that were saying uh, that it did spoil parts of the movie. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to go much further than spoiling maybe the third act uh, setting, like where the third act is going to take place. You know, we see that shot of Riddler standing there with the AK-47 just kind of staring down and it looks like it's in maybe the Iceberg Lounge, like Penguin's Iceberg Lounge. And, you know, that was confirmed last night in a clip that Pattinson shared on Jimmy Kimmel Live. He, he put out a, a clip of just his Batman talking to Gordon and he mentions the Iceberg Lounge. So I thought that was really cool and outstanding that they're using that um, as a point of, uh, you know, scenery in this movie. And, you know, Pattinson's Batman is going to be running through that club just beating the shit out of people. And I'm super excited for that scene. Like, in the trailer, you can see the red strobe lights in the background as he's beating up the criminals. It reminds me of that scene in The Dark Knight where Bale's in the club and it's the strobe lights while he's kicking ass. That's an awesome scene too. And I think that Zoe Kravitz is actually going to um, really shine in this role in a way that I wasn't really expecting her to. When she got cast, I thought to myself, oh yeah, that's perfect. Like Batman year one Catwoman in the comics is Zoe Kravitz. Like it is, it's her. <laughs> like to a T, pick up that comic, open like I think it's five pages in. You see the first picture of Selena Kyle? Yeah, Zoe Kravitz. That's who it is. And I thought that they was perfectly cast. But what I have really been impressed with in the trailers is her ability, this emotional depth that she has, and this chemistry with Robert Pattinson is phenomenal. And they just, they just did a sit-down interview for Entertainment Weekly, and it's kind of like this live photo shoot. That's kind of the, the new thing that they're going for in entertainment. I think it's really cool because um, you get to see the behind the scenes of you know the, how the photo shoot was taken. So they release the stills of the pictures, but they also show you kind of the process in the background. And the chemistry between those two is undeniable. They are just hot for each other and i love it the bat and the cat does not get much better than that so i'm looking forward to the two of them having all sorts of interactions throughout the movie i'm looking forward to gordon and batman which we got a sliver last night on that jimmy kimmel live clip um pattinson you know brought it with them they put it out there it's just a quick conversation with gordon um, where Batman is suspicious of one of the cops. And, you know, Gordon is uh, obviously they're on speaking terms, whereas Batman is not on speaking terms with the other cops, which I love this because it makes for a pretty cool relationship on screen with Gordon and Pattinson, right? 
So yeah, it's, uh, I'm going to take this moment to apologize, by the way, because my two little girls, Stella and Winnie, have just come into the room. So you might hear some growls and some barks. And on this podcast, we like to edit as little as possible. So instead, you, y'all are going to just hear the sounds of them burning around the house and, you know, growling at each other at times. So bear with me there. And I appreciate you. The other thing I wanted to talk about with the Batman was Matt Reeves' vision in total. Or like, just in general. He just received um, a stamp. It's this... I'm not going to actually look it up, what it's called. But what it is, essentially, is a stamp of originality. And those stamps aren't given out to comic book movies. They just aren't. And the reason for that is... Uh, the reason being a lot of the comic book movies genre, they don't move film forward, right? They just sort of push the envelope. Um, and when you get this stamp of originality, I'm going to call it, um, it's a huge honor, um, from the association that does it because it tells the director that his vision is not just making a superhero movie but it's making an advancement in the field of film and that's phenomenal phenomenal praise and you just knew it was coming the only other comic book movie in history to receive this stamp of originality was joker todd phillips joker 2019 joaquin phoenix and you can see why if you've seen that movie. It's original. It pushes the bill a little bit forward in the sense. It pushes limits, you know. It sets new sort of heights or depths, if you want to call it. Um, and I think Batman is going to do that because they're going to explore his psyche, his psychology, what makes him tick. And it's going to make for a fascinating character study as well as an amazing noir thriller detective Batman story. You won't be able to top this if you're a fan of Batman. I say this now as just a guy who has been researching this stuff and have been on this, on the case of the Batman since 2017 when Matt Reeves took over for Ben Affleck because I was looking I was one of those guys who was so invested in Ben Affleck's project that when this sort of took a turn and Ben decided not to do it anymore I respected his decision but I also wasn't completely on board with the new Batman idea I'm like oh a separate world and this is you know it's not going to connect and blah 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 but DC's sort of come out in this way where I hope that fans can still watch the movies that the studio wants you to watch, which is like those fun, you know, charming, if you will, Suicide Squad movies and these sort of movies that are building greater worlds in the DCEU, but with minor characters is kind of how I describe it. I want a world where that can happen, but we can also have the dark and gritty movies that DC is. 
And if they stick to this tone that Matt Reeves is about to set, you know, they're going to have a lot of success. And they're going to also give fan service that is uh, much due needed for us. Because we've been through a roller coaster since about 2014, I'm going to say. Uh, and yeah, it's been a long ride. And, you know, I'm prepared to leave Zack Snyder's trilogy in the past. And I'm going to give DC's future an opportunity, a chance. I'm going to watch The Flash. I'm going to watch Michael Keaton's Batman in there. I'm going to watch Ben Affleck's final performance as Batman. You know, with all the hype surrounding Matt Reeves, the Batman, uh, I've sort of forgotten about the other side of DC. And that is the more fun, the more arts sort of uh, fantastical side, if you will. And those are movies like The Suicide Squad, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, the DC series Peacemaker. If you haven't watched Peacemaker, go ahead and watch it. Like, John Cena's really good, and it's a good show. And if that doesn't interest you, fine. You don't have to pay attention to that stuff. You can just simply be prepared for the Batman in two weeks. And this is what I'm talking about, right? There's options now. Marvel has all of their stuff going for them, right? And Marvel is in a place where it's not worth competing with their world because they've expanded to the point that it's a universe and like DC can't even get a party of three people in a room. You know what I mean? Like Marvel, like it, that's, that's a pipe dream to like have the exact same universe as Marvel, but with the darkness that DC brings, you know, obviously a man had an idea in Zack Snyder and the studio didn't like it. And the studio owns those heroes. So ultimately, it's time to accept it as fans, and it's time to move forward. I'm excited for Batgirl. You know, I just saw those stills of Michael Keaton come out, um, and he looks badass. I love the suit. I love the ears. I'm all about positive fan base here. And I think for DC fans, we're about to eat really good. We're about to have, you know, The Batman, which is going to be the movie that's going to blow minds all over the world. It's going to be the definitive Batman movie. You're going to have The Flash movie, which is going to be a really cool take. I think people need to give that a chance. Let's not forget Andy Machete, the guy who did uh, It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2. It Chapter 2 obviously wasn't as good, um, in my opinion, as the first one. But, um, yeah, I think the guy's got a great eye for the visuals. I think he's a fantastic director. He makes great casting choices. And the guy got Michael Keaton to come back. So, And Keaton was so far from coming back, you guys. It's, and it's actually kind of a miracle he's back. Am I happy he's back? No, I'm intrigued he's back. That's what I call it. Um, am I excited to see it? Yeah, we'll call it that. But I still have my Batman side. I'm one of the fans who love the darker side of DC. So, so long as I have that content for years to come, I can also support the lighter side, the happy side of DC. That stuff's going to be awesome. And I thought they made a great casting choice with Batgirl, with Leslie Grace. I thought she was fantastic. And I think that on the watch of the people that want their vision at the studio, whatever it is, I think there's a bunch of big wigs there that are still kind of taking some heat from the Snyder fans, um, which is fair. They deserve it. 
They deserve it 100%. But, um, you know, I'm kind of in a place now where it's like, you know, I got what I wanted. I saw the Snyder Cut. So let's see what the studio wants. If the studio wants to put out something that they think is good and I think is crap, well, so be it. But until I see the movie, until I see the actual vision, I can't give an opinion on it, right? So I'm going to give this whole lighter side of DC an official chance now because this is your this is your Snyder number one fan who was a complete advocate for everything that happened there. But you know what? Snyder's got a good thing going at Netflix with the, with the Rebel Moon series. And that's going to be something where we're still going to get visuals and sci-fi from Zack Snyder. And it's going to give me something to watch at home from Zack Snyder. So I'm super excited for that. And I think you should be too. Watch the Snyder Cut as many times as you want. Um, if you are, if you have not watched Peacemaker and don't want spoilers, I'm going to give you a minute here, one minute from the 25 minute mark, or sorry, 25 minute, 45 second mark to skip ahead to the 26 minute, 45 second mark. And that's when the spoiler will be over. But if you're still here last night on episodes, Peacemaker, the finale, uh, the Justice League showed up. And I say Justice League in quotations because it was Jason Momoa and it was Ezra Miller's Flash. Now, Superman and Wonder Woman were there, but their faces were blacked out. Superman was floating above them, Wonder Woman on the ground next to them. Their faces were blurred out and their suits were, you know... Snyder's design, I guess, but not really. It was really confusing. And the joke that was made, like the reason that they were there was so Cena's character, um, he saves a bunch of people and then he's walking off the beach and he makes a dumb joke to Aquaman and Aquaman sort of rebuttals and him and Barry have an exchange and that's it. So that was the spoiler for Peacemaker. Anyways. On to the next topic here. Um, quickly, I wanted to touch on uh, the fact that I'm going to be trying to put out more content, right? So my episodes are no longer going to be um, an hour. This was, uh, you know, recommended to me by a few people actually to shorten up the episodes a tiny bit. So I think I'm going to shoot for maybe 25 to 30 minute episodes, and you're going to hear more of me um, because of that. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of comic book movie guy, the podcast. Um, it's, you know, it's a great time to be a fan. It's a great time to pick up the comic books and just sort of read them right now. If you're going to go see the Batman, listen guys, it's 20 bucks. I think it's like 20 bucks for the long Halloween and 20 bucks for Batman year one. And those are the two comics that are the main inspiration behind the Batman. Just those two, I would say. There's a couple other ones, but you don't need to dive that deep. Essentially, what he was going for, Matt Reeves, was a grounded um, year two story. So, you know, you're going to get the elements of Gordon and Batman from year one in Frank Miller's comic, which is a short comic too, and great visuals in that, you know, like Batman stripped down pretty uh, pretty bare, I would say, for a suit. Like, it's it's quite the... It's quite a cloth, like early stages suit. So similar to Pattinson in the sense that it's practical, 
And I know that they drew inspiration of Gotham City from year one. How it's kind of, you know, um, just that darker sort of, but also vibrant, like tones, like sort of like, uh, what do you call that? Like to, almost like when you're walking down Broadway in New York City, but it's also just like sort of grungy, like cafes, like Arkham. If you've played the Arkham games, the very beginning of Arkham Knight, that cafe that's like shot for shot similar cafe to the trailer where um, Edward Nashton is being arrested in the Batman. I think that was trailer two. But uh, yeah, no, go out and buy these two comics. Buy The Long Halloween and buy Batman Year One. If you're intrigued by comics or if you're not uh, a comic book reader and want to be, or maybe if you just want to get a head start on like what you could maybe expect for visuals in The Batman. I think it would be a great idea for you to pick up those two comics and even just flip through the pictures because the artwork in the two of them are quite awesome and quite different in their own way. And the stories behind both of them are very good. They're a very good read and they don't take long either. So I highly recommend that before going to see the Batman. For myself personally, I really want to do an episode um, before I go see the Batman and after I go see the Batman. So... And I'm also going to put out that blog post that I talked about, the love letter to myself. It's kind of a, it's a bit of a comedic, uh, comedic blog post, but I, I enjoyed it a lot because it's going to give me something that I can look back on um, after I see the movie and it'll be a ton of fun and a lot of good laughs for me. And I'll probably do a follow-up letter replying to myself afterwards, uh, maybe the next day, March 4th, after I see it on the third. So that's it for today, guys. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. I've been Comic Book Movie Guy. This has been a lot of fun as always. Uh, find me on any handle. Uh, go to my link tree on my Instagram page uh, or my Facebook page, and you can find any one of my podcasts on any platform, and you can go to my Instagram. I got all kinds of posts coming out. Like I said, Zane's helping with content, so you're going to get a a lot more of that and you know stay nerdy out there guys you know enjoy yourself sit down have a nice cold drink or a nice warm drink whatever you are and watch a comic book movie today tomorrow whenever you can i advocate for it it's a good time it's a stress release have a good one guys i've been comic book movie guy signing off Whoa! this guy's crazy You'll see.